My family creates music, art, and books. Please support us and check it all out. Links are in the description. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a wonderful day out there. I hope you're all blessed. Well, as you've probably heard, Kent Hovind has put forth an evolution challenge towards atheists, non-believers, and anybody out there that believes in evolution, including other theists and God-believers. I used to believe in evolution. Um, whenever I was a child and I was going to school, I had this underpaid teacher who couldn't even bother to comb her damn hair uh, explaining to me that I uh, share similarities with cockroaches and slugs and baboons and just a whole bunch of bullshit. Heard something about pineapples and monsters and all kinds of neat mystical shit. Well, pretty much what I got out of it was that if you kiss a frog just right, it might turn into a princess like the Disney TV shows um, continuously put forth. I think a lot of atheists, whenever they hear of evolution, one of the reasons why it makes so much sense to them is because it reminds them of Marvel comic books and DC. You know, whenever David Banner or whatever his damn name is gets pissed off or angry, he just immediately starts turning green because of radiation and mutations involved in his body, and then all of a sudden he becomes this big muscular monster-like thing that growls and beats its chest like a pissed-off, angry, frothing-at-the-mouth primate. So I can understand why it is that atheists might see a similarity in that kind of nonsense, but people like ourselves... We seem to know the difference between uh, fairy tales and fiction and magical things. Whenever an atheist tells us that our lives and our very existence simply poofed into existence from nothingness, we recognize David Copperfield, Chris Angel shit whenever we hear it, ladies and gentlemen. We believe that there's a higher intelligence out there that life is required to exist in order for life to come from it. There's always the necessity for a parent involved in any of these type of things. Something that commonly happens, uh, on a common occurrence, at least with me, is I make love to my wife. And I often wonder to myself, if this evolution were to be true, can it explain to me why it is that there are males and females? Can it also explain why it is that after millions and millions of years of going through this gradual process, how it is that male and female rep reproductive organs have managed to stay in sync and compatible with each other this whole time. Now, if you ask any atheist out there, they're going to respond the same way Todd Howard did whenever he made and created and designed the failed Fallout 76 franchise. His response was, it just works. It just works. Doesn't explain how it's going to fucking work. Doesn't explain why it is that I should spend $60 per game. But it's just going to work, according to him. Well, the game hasn't been working the entire time, obviously. And it's considered one of the shittiest games on the planet now that nobody wants to play. And sooner or later, due to the fact that Microsoft ended up buying Bethesda... We probably won't see any more exclusives on Sony, but besides that, why is it that evolution even created a man or a woman? It seems as though this would go completely against the concept of survival of the fittest. 
if you've got a pregnant creature running around, it's going to make it a hell of a lot more difficult for it to defend itself. And if it's got to spend many years or a time period actually feeding and taking care of the creature, it puts itself at risk as well as the creature. In fact, why does reproduction even exist in the first place? Where did this replication device come from? It seems that if you're going to replicate something, you're going to need, first of all, the blueprint, the information of the thing that you're trying to replicate. Then you're going to need the machine or the mechanism that actually creates the process in which something can duplicate or replicate itself in the first place. So during all these replications and duplications, the atheists would have us believe that at some point in time, the gooey slime that we came from, the booger on the rock that was hit by fucking lightning, somehow decided it wanted to grow itself a dick. And then there was another thing that came along that decided to grow itself a vagina. And while these things were working out the vagina penis situation, they decided, you know what, fuck swimming around in water. I'm going to grow me some lungs. I'm going to climb up on land and learn how to uh, roller skate and make ignorant ass videos on YouTube to annoy the shit out of Brett King. This is what they've come up with, ladies and gentlemen. A bunch of underpaid teachers who are sitting in school telling us that we literally came out of garbage and trash. Supposedly, the universe had this little pinpoint needle that exploded enough energy and power to be able to create all of nature, space, and time around us out of a little bitty tiny speck. And then somehow, just for some oddball reason, it had the recipe for life, the existence, and every element required in order for you to have a mind and a consciousness and a heart. The atheist hasn't explained to us where this love even comes from. Not only does this blind, undirected, smelly nature that doesn't give a rat's ass if we're born or we die or when our birthday is and doesn't bother to send a Christmas card, but supposedly it creates a male and a female and doesn't stop there. It says, wait a minute, how am I going to get the guy to like the girl slug? Ah, I got it will create chemicals that it sprays off of itself that makes the female like the male or vice versa or both. And then these things all of a sudden find an interest in each other. These chemicals make them want to reproduce and replicate, but why? If nature doesn't give a shit and it doesn't have any awareness that we're alive, then why do it in the first place? And how does nature know that the vagina is this size and requires a penis this size in order for it to work? Because you do realize that if a mutation goes wrong or something goes wrong in this evolutionary process that they claim is not goal-oriented, well, if you've got a guy with a pecker the size of a 2x4 and a vagina that's the size of a, a toilet roll, you're going to have a serious problem, ladies and gentlemen. Your whole replication-duplication process is fucking over. Now, I don't suspect any atheists are going to answer my questions. I had a debate with Aaron Rawl a while back, and he told me he'd get me all this information, but apparently Wikipedia uh, wasn't working for him at the time. And he never did get around to fucking answering any of my questions. Instead, he made a video about puppy dogs and wolves and shit that had nothing to do with what I was asking. The next question I have for atheists, which they refuse to answer, is why would nature 
if it's not goal-oriented and it's blind and has no self-awareness or any consciousness involved in the process, then why the hell did it create pain receptors? You know, you always have these atheists who are asking, why is there pain and suffering in the world? Good question. Why did evolution produce our nerve receptors so we could actually feel joy, happiness, and orgasm? That little piece of cookie that tastes so fucking yummy just out of the oven. Why did evolution produce us if it doesn't give a shit? If it doesn't care? If it doesn't have any goal-oriented uh, process to it? Why? Why do we even have taste buds for? What's the point? Why do we need to taste? Why do we need to have the complex eye that we have so we can see high-definition videos and all this shit? There's no reason for it. It's not as if nature knows that we may need to hunt or do things in order to feed off of the other creatures out there. It doesn't know. It doesn't care. Why bother? It seems as though whenever we look at our anatomy and our body and we look at the symbiotic relationship <clears throat> that we have with everything around us, everything just seems to fit in just right. Just almost like fine-tuning. We have the right amount of food, we have the right amount of resources, we have the variables in the weather that are just fine in order for us to exist, unless, of course, we get hit by a giant fucking rock that's claimed to going to happen in 2022. That would be sad, that would be terrible, but if the evolutionist is right, no worries, ladies and gentlemen, since we come from rocks anyway, and boogers aren't rocks, getting hit by lightning, it'll just happen over and over again. So we're good to go. We'll just have to reinvent uh, our iPods again. How inconvenient. All right. God bless.